Hello, thank you again for making time with us today as we worship the living God. I want to thank you for um, being part of our, our church and being part of our fellowship. I want to thank you for your uh, constant prayer and support for this ministry. I want you to know that God loves you and um, God does desire for you to continue to receive his blessing as you continue to support his work. So I want to encourage you, if you are um, part of our, our fellowship or you are not uh, worshiping with us regularly, we, desire, we want you to know that we appreciate your support. And if you can continue to support us financially, that will be great and will help us to continue to uh, bring the gospel to the, the rest of the world. Thank you for joining us last week. And today I want to continue with last week's sermon um, that I started and I gave you some facts about spiritual growth, the reason why spiritual growth is important. And I'm hoping that you took time to be able to examine this and to challenge yourself about taking the next step of being like Jesus in your life. Today, I want to talk about obstacles that we all receive, obstacles that we all face in our walk with God. I have faced a lot of obstacles when I, since I became a child of God. And these obstacles have ranged from various um, uh, parts um, of my life. They have come from friends. They've come from very close family. They've come from people that I have led to Christ. They've come from ministry. They've come from my daily challenge of the situations in life. There are obstacles in every aspect of your life. If you are a child of God and you are not facing challenges in your life, if the enemy does not have any concern for you, then I want you to sit down and re-examine your faith. Because anybody, the Bible says it, anyone that chooses to follow the Lord Jesus will be persecuted. You will face challenges. The devil will come after you and he will try as much as he can to bring you down, to prevent you from being like Jesus in every aspect of your life. That is the plan of the enemy. He worked this in the Garden of Eden and he will continue to work this until we all see Jesus. As long as you have life and you continue to live on this earth and you are a child of God, you are a target of Satan and he will always come after you. He will seek to, to, to bring you down. He will seek to prevent you from growing in your walk with God to be like Jesus. He will seek to prevent you from achieving the goals that God wants you to, to achieve. He will seek to mainly make you a stagnant child um, of God on this earth. Because when you are stagnant, then the devil is not worried about you. So if you are a child of God and you are not facing any challenges, then I want you to examine yourself and ask yourself, why? Why is am I not facing any challenges? Because the devil doesn't care about you. He knows that you are under his grip. And anyone that is under his grip, he is able to manipulate you and use you in any way that he wants. Growth is mandatory. It is something that God wants to see happen to you in your life. Spiritual growth, being like Jesus, is something that you should do and seek every day. In fact, the Bible says in Matthew chapter 6 and 33, you should seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. That should be your ultimate goal as a child of God. You wake up every morning, aim at being like God in every aspect of your life, your thoughts. The words that come out of your mouth, your actions, places that you will be, things that you will do that 
um, that throughout the day must all reflect God and his character. But as you do and desire this, as you take this step of wanting to become like him, brethren, I want you to know that it's never going to be an easy. The Christian walk is not an easy walk. It is one that will come with challenges. It will come with obstacles. It will come with situations that sometimes will make you just to give up or quit, to make you just to uh, surrender and think that, you know what, I can't make this anymore. But thank God that God has made us aware of the plans of the enemy. So I want to share with you today some of the obstacles that you and I will face that will prevent us from growing to become like Jesus in our lives. Let's bow down, let's pray. Holy Ghost, come and speak to us. Minister to us, reveal yourself to us, teach us, convict us, motivate us, O oh God. Father, rebuke us in any area that we are, we, we are not walking rightly with you. Open our eyes to God. Oh God, open our hearts to God to receive and to be doers of your word. In Jesus' name. Obstacle. There are obstacles in your life. And some of these obstacles, you know them. Others, you may not be aware of them. Others, you are either just um, ignoring them because you don't want to admit that they are. And these obstacles can either prevent you from growing and definitely not make you the person that God wants you to be. And that is why it's important for us to know them. I, some of them relate very much to my life and the challenges that I have had in the past. The first obstacle I want to leave with you, I want you to know that will prevent you from growing as a child of God is that I don't have enough time to spend with God. I am too busy. The spirit that says you are too occupied to be able to make growth your ultimate goal, it's a clear obstacle in the life of many and many and many Christians. Too busy to give God the time he needs in my life. It's a, a big obstacle that can prevent you from growing as a child of God. I am too busy. I have, my hands are occupied. My life is full of all this. And yet because of, and because of that, I am not able to have God to have his central place. I'm not even able to spend a few minutes with him. I don't have enough time. My life is so full of many things. It's a big obstacle for many people who want to grow closer to God, especially if their life is full of a lot of things. Do you have this kind of life that I'm talking about? I am too busy. New parents, and I'm referring to you who is sitting especially in my church. God has blessed us this past year with lots of blessings. But are the blessings also preventing you from drawing close to God and to each other? Is it breaking you as parents to draw to one another or is tearing you apart? The blessings of God upon your life must not prevent you from getting to know him better. We can have a time with God, if that is our main mission and our goal in life, we will make time for that. We make time for any other thing. 
So why can't we make time for the very person that has made us who we are? Why can't we make time to have God to be in our life? If you can make time to go on dates and do other things, you can make time to spend with God. You remember that you are more of a spiritual being than a physical body that's, that you spend so much time to take care of. One day, this physical body is not going to be anymore, but you will go to meet with God. And I want you to be ready when that day comes, that you are able to, uh, uh, to uh, appear before the throne of God and with all confidence, because you did, were not so busy to give God the time that he needs. Remember one thing, if God wasn't too busy to give you Jesus, to send his son, to come and sacrifice and make you who you are, then you should not be too busy enough to spend time with him. Settling into new life and new challenges can make you busy and too busy enough that you will not be able to spend time with God. Isaiah 55 verse 6 encourages us seek the lord while he may be found call on him while he is near that is the way that you can beat time if you make it your goal to seek god now that he is close to you whilst he is around you whilst he wants you to come close to him as the book of james says draw near to him and he will draw near to you you can beat the problem of time by making the the ultimate a step or taking the ultimate step to draw close to God, to seek God. And the Bible says that seek the Lord while he may be found, call upon him because God wants to hear you. He wants to do things new in your life. Do, draw near to him and my brothers, you will be able to experience growth in your life. Jeremiah 29 verse 13 says, if you look for me wholeheartedly, you will find me. If you want to um, know God and draw close to him. And if you are seeking him with all your heart, you will beat the problem of the fact that I don't have time. We don't have time because God is not the priority of our life. We've become so complacent in our faith that we think that everything is okay. Now I have it all together. Because of that, I don't need God the way that I needed him. You know, whenever we want God to do things, we will go to the mountains and pray. We will fast and pray a number of uh, days. And, and, and as soon as God opens that door for us, then we begin to not give him his rightful place. Then we become so busy. We ask God for a job. God gives us the job. And that job is now the very reason why we are drawing ourselves away from God. We've asked God to bless us with children. God has blessed you with a child, with children. Are these very blessings preventing you from being so busy that you can't spend time with the one that you, you cry to? Remember the miracles that God performed even in many putting that seed in your life and bringing that seed onto this earth. So now is the time to prove your faithfulness to him. Hallelujah. This obstacle number two says, I don't know how to spend time with God or what that even means. This is a genuine problem that many of us have. When I first became a, a, a believer in Christ, I remember when I, um, I, I, 
I first attempted to pray because I don't know how Christians pray. I still went back and I was praying as a Muslim. Thank God for grace. Reciting the um, Arabic, um, the Quranic verses, because I didn't know how, how to pray as a child of God. But God showed me grace and took me through, uh, through it and helped me to come to understand uh, gradually. I don't know how to do it. I don't know how to spend time. For most of us, it's a genuine thing. We just don't know. We ask questions, what does it mean to have a quiet time? Maybe time will allow us to dive specifically into this. All that you need to understand now is that set aside a specific time that you want to communicate. You want to hear God talk to you as you uh, uh, talk to him. That is all that God wants from you. You ask the question, how can I study the Bible and make biblical truth relevant, uh, a relevant part of my life? That is a genuine question. And brethren, I, I have come to that place before I began to really um, um, uh, understand what the Bible uh, is teaching by going to school. I had to spend time to read it and study it and to memorize it and to make it part of my life. So yes, you may not know how to do it, but if you may begin by making time with God, you will be able to overcome the situation of I don't know. The third obstacle that we all face, or some of us face in our growth is that we say, I don't know how to make uh, our spending time with God a regular habit. So I want to do it, but I always see that I falter. I start today and then I don't do it tomorrow. I, I It's just not consistent. Let me tell you, brethren, I have faced that and I continue to face that because the enemy will make sure that if there is anything that he will work on to prevent you from really achieving growth in your life, it's to make you not to have a consistent relationship with Jesus, to have a consistent relationship with your God. So the devil will make that to happen. And I want you to know this that if that is a goal of the enemy, you should also make it a goal to overcome that and let him know that your mission in life is to be like Jesus, is to be to have a goal of, of, of being his uh, ultimate uh, representative on this earth. If you have that as a mission, you will be able to overcome. Listen to what Paul says in Colossians chapter 3 and verse 1 to, to 3. The Bible says, since you have been raised to life with Christ, set your sights on the realities of heaven. You want to um, have a regular uh, time with God? Set your eyes on the realities of heaven, of all the things that honors God, where Christ sits on the place of honor at God's right hand. Think about the things of heaven, not the things of earth. For you died to this life and your real life is hidden with Christ in God. That should be the, the thing that will help you. Set your eyes on, on, on things of heaven. Do not let your thoughts be on the things of this earth. Then you will be able to make this a, a goal in your life. Have you tried 
a workout. I have tried that. And I tell you, especially in winter, I don't want to get out of my house. And I try workout by, by just going on the bicycle. And I'm beginning to have ache, bodily aches, and my legs are all heavy, and my legs are all aching, and my body is aching. And the next thing you're thinking about is that for the next week you haven't done that. Why? Because every discipline comes with challenges. Every discipline comes with something that will really affect you. It will, it will, it will uh, touch you in a special way. So Paul says that I beat my body and make it subjected to God so that I will not only preach the gospel, but I will also achieve the purpose for which God has called me. So I don't know how to make spending time with God a regular habit. You can do this by making heaven your focus. Number four uh, obstacle that we all face uh, for our spiritual growth or about our spiritual growth is about our comfort zones. The things that has provided so much comfort for us are the very things that are clear obstacles in our lives. Growth will always challenge your comfort zones. Every growing will challenge certain things that you feel so comfortable about. If you are growing, you will always be outside of your comfort zone. Any growth that comes in your life will make you definitely to get out of your comfort zone. When, when um, Let me just probably put it this way. When, when was the last time in your life that your growth goals have made you uncomfortable? When was the last time you got so uncomfortable about things in life? When was the last time you committed to something that is really inconvenient? This thing is not really convenient for me. And yet, because it will help me to become like Jesus, I want to aim. I want to set that as a goal. When was the last time you made that as part of your challenge? Listen, if you want to grow, you will your, your your comfort areas will be challenged you will get out of your comfort zone in order to seek god and to be like him there are many of us who used to pray hours upon hours uh, through the night where is that commitment anymore why have you lost that that clearly is telling you that the enemy is fighting certain aspect of your life do not use anything, anything in your life, job, family, children, as anything to prevent you from growing as a child of God. 2 Corinthians chapter 13 verse 5 says, Examine yourself to see if your faith is genuine. Test yourselves. Surely you will know that Jesus Christ is among you. If not, you have failed the test of a genuine faith. Remember that. Remember that clearly. That you examine yourself if you are continuing in the faith that you are walking in. Examine it. Ask yourself that question. Where am I? What is going on in my walk with God? The next obstacle that the enemy will bring in your life is our inability to die to self. 
is a huge obstacle. Our inability to die to the very things that are um, that 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 uh, are preventing us from getting to know God. If we are not willing to crucify the flesh, then we cannot grow. That is what dying to self means. We are willing to give up the very things that are preventing us from knowing God and being like him. Galatians chapter 2 and verse 20, uh, the Bible says, My old self has been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. So I live in this earthly body by trusting in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. My old self has been crucified. That should be your goal, my brothers and sisters. That should be your main purpose, that I am crucifying myself, my old self, the things that are preventing my growth. My growth. I am taking them to the cross and, and I'm giving them to Jesus. And that, from that moment, I will continue to, to seek to do the things that honor him. Galatians 5, 24 says, those who belong to Christ Jesus have nailed the passions um, and desires of their sinful nature to, this, to, the, to his cross and, and crucified them right there. Anybody, those who belong to Christ have done, a, a made a clear commitment. They've taken their, their old passions, their old self, and they've nailed it to the cross as a demonstration of the fact that they have made a commitment for Jesus. Is that where you are? Have you been able to get rid of this obstacle because you have nailed yourself, you've died to self in order to win Christ? Obstacle number seven says, we don't have enough spiritual nutrients that nourishes our spiritual growth. Not having enough spiritual nutrients, the things that helps you to grow and mature, the word of God that helps you, uh, other brothers and sisters in Christ who are genuinely walking with, with God, those that are in, in, uh, in the same faith with you, that encourages and motivates you, those things that brings you spiritual nourishment. If you fail to continue to have them, just like your physical body, if it fails to have the, the physical nourishment, it does not grow properly. You understand that. Philippians 2, 12 and 13, Therefore, my dear friends, as you have always obeyed, not only in my presence, but now much more in my absence, continue to work out your salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God, it is a God who works in you to will and to act in order to fulfill his good purpose. That is the will of God. The purpose of God is this, that you do something about your faith. Grace has been shown you, but grace is something that God wants you not to take advantage of. Do something about that grace. Rise up and want to put that grace into practice. Work out your salvation, the Bible says. It isn't that you can be saved by the things that you do, but you need to do something in order to continue to grow and enjoy the fullness of this grace. Hallelujah. That is what God wants you to do. Obstacle number eight says, 
The mindset that doesn't understand the need to grow will never grow. If your mindset is not that I want to grow, then you cannot grow. You will not be able to continue to walk with God and achieve the purpose of God in your life if you do not have a mindset, a clear mindset, a clear goal to continue to grow. Growth will not happen. Make that your mission. Make that your purpose. Make that your divine and ultimate reason for living on this earth. It's not enough just to say, the sinner's prayer. You can't ignore the mindset of spiritual growth after you've given your life to Jesus and growth will happen. It will not happen, brother. It will not happen, my sister. You need to do something about your growth as a child of God. Matthew 13 verse 18 says, when anyone hears a message about the kingdom and does not understand it, the devil, the evil one comes and snatches away what was sown in their hearts. This is the seed sown along the path. If you hear the word of God and you do not allow that word to have roots in you, you cannot grow or mature as a child of God. One of the men in the Bible that I love is Daniel. And the reason why I love Daniel so much is because one of the key to Daniel's spiritual success is that he set his heart understanding to understanding God's plan for his life and humbling himself before God daily. That is what Daniel did. He set his heart right even as a youth to understand God. He humbled himself for God to continue to work in him. He, he set his mind and whole being to, to please God, no matter what the challenges will bring. When he was brought into a situation where he had to be fed with the food that was sacrificed to idols, he challenged the, 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 the rulers at that time and said, I trust in the God that I believe in. And I want to uh, ask you, please feed me just with vegetables, not, none of this meat. And let us see, at the end of the days of trial, who is going to come out the best? And God honored Daniel's um, um, request and made him to, to be far, far, far better than all those who were fed with the, with the meat that, that, that was given to the idols. Daniel 10 verse 12 says that. Then he continued, Do not be afraid, Daniel. Since the first day that you set your mind to gain understanding and to humble yourself before your God, your words were heard, and I have come in response to them. He said his understanding. He said his heart. He humbled me himself before God. Many of us are so full of pride. The devil has taken control of our hearts, our minds, and we are full of so much pride that we are not reflecting and humbling ourselves before God. God just enables us, gives us a spiritual gift, and that becomes an issue of pride. And no wonder we cannot make any impact on others. Lastly, the last obstacle I want to live with you, let me let you know that there are so many obstacles. We all live our lives differently, but these may help you to begin to identify the obstacles in your life. Failure to be teachable is a huge obstacle. Since I became a believer 
in Christ. This has been my biggest obstacle. My fighting of the fact of failing to be the person that God wants me to be, failing to, to, uh, to allow myself to be taught by other believers, to be taught by other uh, spiritual leaders, to be taught by my own family, by my wife, by my children, to be taught by my church um, uh, members. If I do not allow myself to be teachable and think that I am so matured in my faith, you will always have challenges in your life and you will not grow. Proverbs 12 and verse 1 says, To learn, you must love discipline. It is stupid to hate correction. To love or to grow, to be able to learn, you must embrace discipline. Many of us don't want to be disciplined anymore. We don't want our spiritual leaders to tell us anything that is that we are doing that is wrong. As a result of that, you are not growing. You build a wall around yourself that is preventing you from growing. What kind of obstacles are you facing? Is it obstacles or what you, that are, your, your eyes are drawn to, your desire, your passions are drawn to? Is it obstacles of this world that are preventing you, temptations of sexual immorality? What obstacles are preventing you from growing as a child of God? I pray today that your eyes will be open to understand and discern what the will of God is, His perfect will for your life that will enable you to continue to grow and you will rise up and resist the devil and he will flee from you. May God bless his word in your hearts and help you to desire to be like Jesus in every aspect of your life. Hallelujah. Let me pray with you. And next week, I'm going to be giving you some suggestions that will help you to be able to continue to grow. You can call them rules of your growth that will enable you to grow in your faith. I'm hoping that God will continue to work in you. The one who has begun his good work in you will bring you to fulfillment of whatever that he, God, has called you. Father, I thank you for your children. I thank you for anyone who is hearing this word. Father, if there are any obstacles in our lives that are preventing us from growing, I resist and I break those yokes in our lives in the name of Jesus. And I pray for the full anointing of the Holy Spirit upon your children. May we desire more of you. May we make it our goal, to, like Paul did and said, for me to live is Christ and to die is gain. May God bless you. May God make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you now and forevermore. Amen. I'll see you again next week.